Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. It's 6 a.m. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> Everybody's a little slow coming in this morning. Think it has anything to do with the weather? <laughs> well, well, like, have they even left their house yet? Has the weather impacted them? I don't know. Maybe we have a lot of people who listen in on the drive-in. Uh, 6 a.m. drive-in. 6 a.m. drive-in morning show. I don't know. Well, I want to start to slowly start creep in. I, I don't know. Um, it looks pretty nasty out there. Yeah. Where we Our are. dog would not go out to go pee this morning. Oh, yeah. That's going <laughs> to be He's like, mm, no. Close that door. Yeah, it's going to be an absolute nightmare because yeah, when the dog doesn't want to go outside to go to the bathroom, then you just kind of have to wait for the for the mess inside. Or the urgency. We got a uh, big, big snowstorm here in Edmonton. Um, at Fort McMurray had it a couple days ago. We finally yeah. caught up to us. Yeah. And then we got big rain, continuous rain in BC. Oof, yeah. What a mess. <laughs> yeah. I didn't really know what was like really going on there. I hadn't really looked into anything until my um, stepsister sent a text saying that her basement was flooded. And I was like, oh, that sucks. And uh, yeah, and then my uh, one of my other sisters had responded that there's so much rain. And I was like, what's going on there? And then I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's real. It's real. Pretty scary stuff. Yeah. Vancouver Hopefully is officially are safe and not too many people are hurt and yeah. Yeah, I saw some people that I know in uh BC on uh social there. They got no power right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's... So, be safe everyone. Um Yeah, and be safe on the roads here in Alberta. Yeah, yeah, we canceled uh Looks our... like some na- actually like some nasty snow. Like it's it's icy and crunchy and it's going to be slippery out there. Yeah. <sighs> Every, every time the first snowfall, everyone's always like, wow, you just got to learn how to drive. You know, we got to learn how to drive for the conditions and stuff. I'm not concerned about driving for the conditions. I'm worried about other people <laughs> driving for the conditions. It's, uh, mm-hmm. we, we were considering leaving and going and uh, checking in on, uh, on one of our properties yesterday. And we just decided not to because I can just, you know, even just driving around in our neighborhood, you know, it was it was quite slick and slippery. And I, I just... I do not want to stop at that first red light and then have someone rear end me. So I'm like, no, we'll just stay in. So, um, what a depressing way to start our Tuesday morning show. How about a joke, Gab? Bring it. Why was the mortgage so clingy? So clingy? Clingy. I don't know why. It hated being alone. <laughs> that one's good. I like it. I didn't even have to explain it to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. I'm glad you Wayne liked it. Wayne usually has to explain all of his jokes. His jokes are usually pretty deep, though. That wasn't very deep. <laughs> he has, like, deep reference jokes. He's like, it's that line from that movie from 1974. You didn't get it? <laughs> and then he has to YouTube it and show me you've the never, scene. <laughs> you've never seen One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest? Come on. Jesus. I have. Oh, okay. It was just... There you go. Yeah. Oh, boy. Real estate investing. Yeah. Real estate uh, investing. Is that well, our new line? Because we get so off track. Eh. 
Well, what does everybody else want to talk about today? Yeah. Um, feel free to chime in if there's something that is holding you back. What's preventing you from taking action this morning? <laughs> I, I think I made a comment yesterday um, at the end of our uh, morning show. Um, I'm paraphrasing, but uh, if no one's calling in, and that you means got, you have all the answers. You you ha- that means you have action. all the answers. Then, then why are you listening to the show? I always love you. Cool. Well, for for my for my cheesy mortgage jokes at six yeah. o'clock in the morning, um, I always love Gary Vaynerchuk for saying this. But again, paraphrasing. But um, he he hates when people say, "I've been listening to you for three years, man. You just you just you're my guy. You always motivate me." And, Dude, even listen, why have you been listening to me for three years? We're saying the same shit every day. It's time to go out and actually take some action. I would prefer that you just listen to me for a month, get the information, and go take action. Same thing. I'm I'd kinda, like for you to stay with us. I'm kind of glad we have less listeners this morning. I, I don't know what's causing it. <laughs> I have no idea. Can't Everybody's t- buying big, big properties. I hope so. I really do. <laughs> I really do. Because motivation only gets you so far. Yeah. I, you know, inspiration is where it's at. You know, you should be close and connected to, you know, people that you admire, that inspire you, that lift you up. Um, motivation, yeah, it only gets you so far. The hip hip praise. Um, yeah, so feel Speaking free. Speaking to- of motivation and uh, not really hip hip praise, but just like being around good people. Mm-hmm. Had a. It's Mastermind Week, so I had one of my... You have a week that's dedicated? Yeah. <laughs> I, I was... schedule them all for the same week, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've never noticed that, actually, but yeah. like some it's weeks Mastermind are just more week. masterminds than other mas- than other weeks. Yeah, so okay. I had a meeting last night, and um, man... That's your women's mastermind. Yeah, my women's real estate investing mastermind, and um, I had like a pretty hectic day yesterday like I went I actually I ended up sleeping and I didn't get up early so I got up at 5 30 and was and my call started at 7 30 last night 7 30 to 9 30 and I was literally like wrapping up on my laptop um actually signing a tenant getting a tenant sign a lease at like 7 25 I was scheduling um uh move-in time so I like went hard all day right into my call last night. And you know, there's that like, when you have like a busy day and there's that like little moment where you're just like, oh, I still have like a call tonight. I still have whatever, maybe mm-hmm. for you, Wayne, it might be like a coaching call or like something where you're just like, oh my God, I've been going so hard all day and now I have to have a two hour call. And then I was yes, like- Yes, yes I do. <laughs> but then I was like, but wait a minute. I always, and like <laughs> leave these calls feeling so fucking good. Because it's like an uplifting space. Like these are my people. This mm-hmm. is like, yeah. So I was like, okay, this is actually probably the best thing that could that I could have to do right now. Instead of going and like throwing on the TV, folding laundry. Like yeah, <laughs> I could have ended my night like pretty shitty. But yeah, I it was like, it's always just such, such good calls. Leave feeling so good, so lifted. And yeah, I just... I'm I'm the, my girls. I'm the same way because there's yeah after a long long day of like just calls and emails and shit and then you know like yeah finally the day's done eating supper and then I just pull up my calendar I got a 
you know, a three hour calendar notification. And it's like, you have two coaching calls tonight. I'm like, <laughs> you know what I mean? There goes my night. I completely forgot that there's my night. But then you're absolutely right. Yeah. You know, it's like you think, oh, I, you know, sometimes I just wish I could just reschedule it or, or yeah. reschedule. <laughs> but then once you get into the call, it's it's just like the morning show. It's, you know, before you go to bed, you're like, oh, I wish I didn't have to get up tomorrow morning. But then we get on and we have some really great conversations and and it actually just kind of kind of fills us up. And, yeah, gives you a little boost. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. It was much needed last night. What did you guys get into last night? Am I allowed to ask about that? You guys got into? Top secret. Top secret. <laughs> Can you give us like nothing? Well, yeah, no. Um, one of the topics actually that came up last night, because what I love about, what I love about um, these mastermind groups is that I make it about so much more than just like the tactics of real estate investing. I really make it about like personal growth as well. And like, um, you know, like lots of the time, the conversations that come up are around like being a mom or like family life or like had balancing this and trying to figure out that. So it like becomes far more than just like buying houses and managing stuff. And uh, one of the main topics last night was like, um, the, the question asked was like, how do you have a full-time job outside of real estate and then still come home and do this? So this one woman um, just started a new job where it takes up, like sh she's been running like full-time at her job and it's taking up way more brain capacity than what she's used to. Mm -hmm. So the, the, um, the new job is just like, kind of like all encompassing, like taking everything out of her and then she gets home and it's just like having a hard time, like turning it all off and transitioning back into like being a mom and a wife and the house is a disaster. Um, like just like not having anything under control anymore. Mm -hmm. And so her question was like, how, how do I turn it off and how do I like transition back into like my home when I get home? Mm -hmm. And um, lots of like really great conversations came out of that. And one specifically that I really like because it's so relevant for me the past two nights is making sure that at the end of the day, you stop and brain dump because whatever, like if you're like, okay, like work time is done, I'm done. Now, like I, I need to turn this off until tomorrow and I can get back into it. But if you don't have like if you don't have a brain dump or just sit down with a notepad and just like tie up the day into a pretty nice little box with a bow on it, then you're going to keep thinking about it. Before mm. you go to bed, those thoughts are going to come into your head. You're going to wake up in the middle of the night and start thinking about the things that you might have forgotten about or that you need to do the next day. So a really great tip that came out of it was like brain dumping. So like the last 15 minutes of your shift, if you have the ability to do it, grab your notebook, sit down and like brain dump what happened today. Like go, go through like everything that happened today because she's in a pretty like high stress job, like mm -hmm. really fast paced, high stress. So what happened today? Is there anything that needs to like um, happen tomorrow based on what happened today? And just like go through all of that and then kind of set up the next day so that she could walk away and be like, okay, I know that I have everything under control. There's nothing that's going to creep in. I've re literally re recapped the entire day. Right. Um, so now I can go and like be with my kids and my husband and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Uh, Annette actually uh, is calling in here. I, I'm not. Oh, morning, Annette. How's it going? Good morning. Hey, how are you? Good. How are you? Can you hear me? Okay. Is it yeah. echoey or is it good? No, it's good. 
Okay, cool, cool. Okay, um, so I'm actually relating to both of you so much this morning. Um, we, My partner and I are having difficulties like defining our roles um, in mm. pursuing uh, real estate investing. And for me personally, um, I feel like I have the drive to really be the one um, pushing the forward momentum. But I'm also extremely involved as a mom. Like I have two young kids. And so I'm finding it really difficult to to kind of step into the role to really be the one pushing the forward momentum while also kind of holding down the house and working too. Um, so yeah, I'm working just, full time, right? Yeah, I'm also working full time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, yeah, I just really have kind of like the real drive to be an entrepreneur and kind of grind that way but it's also super difficult like when I have two young kids so I don't know it's like and then just finding the balance with um like the partnership uh as well like with my husband um I don't know we're just having difficulties defining our roles specifically Mm -hmm. um so I don't know it's that's kind of a heavy topic for the morning show but (laughs) No. no, that's great. It's a question that comes up a lot. Like you're yeah. definitely not alone. <laughs> um, do you guys know, uh, like, have you sat down and figured out like, I mean, I'm sure you know, but it's it's good to sit down and figure out what each other's strengths are. So like for Wayne and I, like, I'm good at like handling tasks and I'm not a driver. I'm not a pusher forward of us, whereas Wayne is. So like, it was pretty easy for us to separate how we would both tackle like the everyday stuff. Yeah. Have you guys, do you guys know what like those strengths are? Like, are you able to define who's good at what? Um, we probably need to sit down again and, and actually go through that. Um, I think it's because we both have strengths, like the tasks versus the pushing in certain areas of our lives. Yeah. So it's, so it's like, yeah, we probably need to like look down, like actually like separate like business from family and, Look at where yeah. we both have strengths in each of those areas. Yeah, that's a good. One. That's what I was just gonna say. Is that mm-hmm. and also not just doing that within the business, but also like you just said, like also in life, like yeah. down to like who's who's a good cook and who likes to clean, like do dishes. You know what I mean? Like yeah. really breaking it down so that at the end of the day, um, you know, when you guys are both tired from from working and mm-hmm. then coming home and grabbing the kids and having like just your regular life it's like now are you arguing about who's gonna unload the dishwasher (laughs) yeah no seriously yeah um all of those areas and and where the strengths are and where the i think wayne might have something to say he's looking at me oh i've always got something (laughs) i i think that sometimes we overcomplicate this whole building a business, this whole real estate investing thing. Because when you look back at some of your biggest pivotal moments, you'll realize they were just a simple decision. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you were on that six hour drive or four hour drive to Edmonton, when you were on your, you know, drive to Jasper, or Banff, that's when you came up with a really cool idea. So I would recommend giving both of yourselves or each other your own space to get creative, whether that be on a drive or whether that be just a little bit of space to think. And 
on a daily basis, just try and focus on one thing, just, just one little thing every day. And don't overwhelm yourself with long lists and tasks because I, I promise you when you look back, it'll just be the one little moment or one email or one phone call that you made that opened up a sh- crap ton of opportunities. So real estate investing is not that complicated. It, you just need a little bit of time to be in a, in a creative state to come up for, with an idea mm-hmm. and then just to take action and make one phone call. Okay. It's not about building an email list. It's not about, you know, all the other nonsense that, that we think it's all about. It's not about finding the right deal. The deals are there. If you got a good team, yeah. you'll, the deals will come to you. Mm-hmm. But just it's, yeah, honestly, it's, it's really that simple. And it's hard to see it right now, but you'll look back and you'll you'll understand later. Awesome. Yeah. But Annette, just one last thing that um, I'd like to say is that I, I hope that you guys do um, sit down and figure out the the strengths thing that we just talked about for sure. Yeah. And I wanna I wanna also hear how that goes. Absolutely. And um, oh shoot, what was I gonna say? Um, figure out the strengths. Ah, I lost it. I'll miss okay. it. Creative, <laughs> creative space. I guess That's like really the one I find like it's sometimes hard to break out of like the traditional roles as well of like husband, and, like man and woman, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, so that is another part of it too. But yeah, I think, uh, I think the sitting down and like separating our, ta- our, um, yeah. our strengths for home and, and business is a really good idea. Yeah, for sure. And if I remember, yeah, if I remember what I was going to say, I'll shoot you a message later. (laughs) Okay. Thanks, guys. Thanks for calling in. Okay. Bye. (laughs) To go further on that, um, and every every relationship is going to be different, but yeah, big time. um, Sometimes uh, there can it can create a little conflict once you start doing that exercise of who's who's good Mm -hmm. at what. you know, if someone is typically the task doer and the other one is the creative one, just that example, you know, the task doer can really feel like. Like an employee, like they're being told what to do. Yeah. I've struggled with that definitely over the years. Mm-hmm. Especially yeah. with a relationship involved. It can, it's. Uh, oh, I do remember what I was going to say. Dangerous waters. Too, Annette. I remember. Hopefully you're still listening. <laughs> um, I was going to say that also, I know that this kind of sounds like cheesy these days, but I'm like a firm believer in also um, setting boundaries for you guys. So when you're running a business together and you're also happily married and have kids and a family, um, the the waters can get murky merging the business into the family life and all that kind of stuff. And it really is like they do become each other in a sense, (laughs) the business and the family and stuff, but setting some boundaries. So like if you're really pushing for the business and if you can feel your husband like pushing back or like you feel like maybe you're pushing him too much or like he's being rubbed the wrong way, find out what exactly it is. Because he might just be like, he might be like, why are you talking to me about this before I've even had my morning coffee? Like, can we just wait a couple hours until like my brain is functioning and like all that kind of stuff? So it might be simple things like we're not allowed to talk about real estate until we've had our coffee and the day has started. That was a big boundary that I had to set with Wayne. He, oh, he had I to stop, hated that. He had to stop calling me on his drives to work in the morning because 
I had like, yeah, I hadn't even had a sip of my first coffee and he's calling me and brain dumping because he's on his drive and he's had all these great ideas in the last 15 minutes and he just wants to talk about all the things. And so like, I'm that was brain a, dumping because I got yeah, creative ideas and I'm going to forget about them when I get at work. <laughs> Anyways, so just like figuring out those types of things too, where boundaries can be set to make you guys really work better together. Because yeah, if one person's really pushing for something and the other person's like not in the space to be able to talk about it, like just kind of setting those types of things up as well will be really helpful moving forward. I still disagree with it. (laughs) Call in now. Who do you agree with? It really was making me um, resent Wayne. Like I would start my days very angry every time my phone rang in the morning at like 6.15 after he just left for work. I would actually get really mad um, because I hadn't expressed to him how much it irritated me. But like if he couldn't tell based on the tone of my voice and my, mm-hmm, yeah, okay. Like if you could like, then, you know, that's, that's on him. But I also wasn't communicating it. So setting that boundary was like huge. Yes. Now you can see the true struggle. Yeah. Because, you know, we're talking about how to grow a business, but at the same time, we're talking about how to keep it all together with a relationship. Yeah. Keep your My best ideas were on that morning drive. It's funny, I would listen to two minutes of a podcast and I barely even listen to the podcast, but I just kind of get in that zone out of a one hour drive and I knew exactly everything we were going to do for the month, for the day. I had it all planned out, figured out and I get on the phone because I can't write it down and I can't put it in the calendar. I'm like, okay, Gab, grab pen and paper and get the calendar out. Here you go. And I just start ripping off everything that we needed to do over the next 30 days. And how it was all going to play together and how this thing was going to create this thing and this thing was going to create that thing. And then, then we're going to book this. And, uh, and then. And from, could you see how I maybe felt like I was an assistant or something? 100%. Yeah. <laughs> 100 in hindsight. Yes. Um, but at the same time, you know, could you not see how I had everything figured out and how it was for the, it was for every, it was for our family. And <laughs> all I was trying to do was just, because if I didn't have that, I would have just, you know, not written it down or, and then gone to work and then sunk, sunk into whatever the task mm-hmm. that I had to do that day Yeah, and sunk into whatever, whatever headline was on the newspaper that day with all the other employees and talking about Trudeau and carbon <laughs> tax and. Yeah. So communication you, is like super important. Done. <laughs> I wanted to, I really wanted to hear all the other things that you were going to sink into. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, yeah. I, because you were, you were a full-time real estate investor at that time. Mm-hmm. So your day was that, that part of your day was, was dedicated to getting the little one ready for school, mm-hmm. getting yourself ready because mm-hmm. that's a whole, that's a whole task. Um, you know, when you got a two-year-old, hey, what's that supposed to mean? Oh, Okay. <laughs> You're a woman and it takes a long time to get ready. I do not take a long time to get ready, but that's okay. It takes a long time when you've got a kid that yes. constantly needs your attention, that, that that can brush her teeth but refuses to brush her teeth by herself. True, true. So, you know, we're, we're looking at it from two different lenses. Mm-hmm. Um, for, and then for me, I'm trying to carve out time to, to make sure that we're, we're growing the business. Yeah. You see a giant list ahead of you 
of getting yourself ready, getting the kid ready for school or whatever, mm -hmm. or occupying the kid or getting the kid to daycare, whatever it is. And then all you have is a giant list ahead of you. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to get motivated for that. For me, I, I have a my own giant list of, you know. Of what, In his head. <laughs> no, I meant at work, at mm -hmm. work. And, and like, I'm trying to carve out, you know, how are we going to grow this business while I still have got all these other things I got to do? So it's, um, it really is a struggle, but, you know, going back to my points that your, your biggest growth has come in, in the smallest little moments. Yeah. It's, I, I can, I can, I, that's, that's why I can, I can reference every pivotal moment yeah. in our career. And every single one. All the time. And then I look back at like, I love talking about them because I love reflecting on it and just remember, remember this, remember when we made that decision and yeah. then just everyone went, everything went boom. Yeah. And then I think back of all the shit, all of the meetings, the coffee meetings I took that had zero value. Meant nothing. Yeah. All of the podcasts that I listened to that had zero value. And you think back, I wish I would have just called this person or I wish I would have just done this so much sooner. Yeah. You know what I mean? So focusing on one thing and just getting one thing done every day something something that's that's creative something that's contributing to growth as opposed to management tasks mm -hmm. um just one little thing towards growth every day it could be the simplest little phone call it could be the simplest little post on social media um figure out one little idea or one little thing that, that you can do that can, contributes to growth and you'll notice it'll start it'll start compounding it'll still it'll start growing yeah it's actually really cool because um, at some point along the way, uh, Wayne had an idea to um, kind of like schedule our weeks with um, certain days or for like getting tasks done. Management days, other and, days were, and growth days. And other days were, so like, actually they're still in my calendar. We got way off track from it just when, um, uh, I don't even remember when, maybe from our move. When I left my job. Oh yeah, when you let your job. <laughs> yeah. Now it's a hundred percent growth all the time. <laughs> but um, growth was, all day, baby. Yeah, so it's like Monday morning. Obviously, you need to like get in your email and like see what's happened over the weekend and like clean stuff up and get you know get the week going. So it's like a management day. And then yeah, and then I remember like I think on Wednesdays it was kind of like a money budget, um, bookkeeping type of day, like cleaning up all the. Uh, receipts and bank accounts and paying invoices and all that kind of stuff. And then, yeah, there was like specific growth days. So it's like put everything else aside and do something that's going to make you grow. Like you could literally sit down and read a freaking book if you want or listen to some podcasts or um, – Because do... you never did that. No, I didn't. And yeah, Wayne had to force me to. <laughs> okay, so you're just realizing this now. You're like, why did this go away? Why are these, why are these notifications in the calendar – here but we're not doing it anymore it's because i left my job it's because i did it for you <laughs> it wasn't for me yeah. it was for you because i was trying to force you to to stop being in a management state at all times because it just felt like you were just my little bitch and just like giving you tasks and tasks and tasks and here here, here. i wanted you to be able to have a day or two a week where you can literally just go and sit and read whatever the heck you want to read yeah. i wanted you to listen to podcasts you know, I, I'd reference something about this podcast or this strategy and you're like, I've never heard of this before because you've just always been in, mm -hmm. you know, the management state, mm -hmm. just the good little employee where Wayne is the one going out to networking events. Wayne's the one on the Zoom webinars. Wayne's doing the podcast. Wayne's doing everything else. So, and mm -hmm. I, I just wanted you to be able to be in that creative state too. 
I left my job and then suddenly I was able to take on the creative side of full time. I don't do a whole heck of a lot of management. You'll know when I'm in management mode because I'm a I'm a sad little boy. <laughs> but I'm constantly I, I live I live in the growth state now ninety nine percent of the time. And Gabby lives in the management side and it works out great. She's got her little corner of the house. I got my little corner of the house. Every now and then we cross paths when we we're making coffees. It's nice. Yeah. And and I think that, you know, we started hiring people and building up our team more so that, you know, we took a lot of the workload off of Gabby's plate. Yeah. Um, so she's able to, to, to carve out a little more time for herself during the day. So it's good. We have a really good balance now, but you know, we had to, we had to work towards that. So along the way, you know, we implemented growth days, management days, and then one bookkeeping day. Mm-hmm. Um, because management days <clears throat> are not bookkeeping days because management, you'll just, those are tasks. Those are lists of paying this invoice and email this person, emailing this person. This. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Just the, the small fires that you deal with on a, on a regular basis. And what gets pushed aside is the large eight hour task of, you know, um, bookkeeping or yeah. filing receipts and that kind of stuff and updating spreadsheets, you know. And then all of a sudden- When's the last the... time we updated our property spreadsheet? <laughs> yeah. At least Yikes. a year. Yikes. <laughs> and it's annoying to me because I want to go look for information on our properties and I'm like, why isn't this property spreadsheet been updated in the last 12 months? So now I have to call up Gabby. I'm like, okay, what's the mortgage on this? Who's the mortgage with? Who's the tenant on this? Yeah. Sorry, I cut you off. I don't know what I was saying. Okay. Um, I, I want to go back to something you said earlier. Hopefully that was valuable. Um, there's, there's no real answer. You just kind of have to figure it out for yourself. Um, I, w- I will finish that off. The big thing is one thing a day, one creative thing a day. If you can just do that, it's going to keep moving you forward. It's not going to be nearly as fast and, 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 you're not going to progress nearly as fast as, you know, other people are. It, it depends on, on your, on, on your job. It depends on how many people you have in your family, your obligations, your commitments, responsibilities. But if you just focus on one little thing every day that can push you forward, um, you, at least you'll keep moving. And as well, it's going to help you with fulfillment too. Because if, if you're constantly in a management list, you know, checking kind of state, you're not going to feel like you're growing. And if you're not growing, you're not going to be fulfilled. And if you're not fulfilled, you're going to quit or you're going to, you're going to, yeah. you're going to burn out. So, um, Gabby, the thing that I wanted to switch back to was you were talking about brain dumps earlier before a came on. Mm. Um, I don't do that. <clears throat> um, cause I don't, I try and shut my mind off way earlier in the day. Um, I turn the emails off. I lately I've been turning them off all day (laughs) and I don't check emails unless I go to my computer but I'm curious for you and for the other people that you were talking to when is a good time to brain dump well in the situation that I was talking about um, from last night my recommendation was before she left her job for the day um, because she's literally leaving her work at her work whereas for somebody who's doing like real estate full time, like myself, um, 
you know, this is actually going to, I'm probably going to have to think about this today because the last two nights I've had really bad sleep. So I've uh, woke up in the middle of the night because our daughter woke up. So that was the cause of me waking up, but then unable to turn my brain off. So I've had two really bad sleeps because I haven't been brain dumping and sorting my shit out. So I, I don't know. Cause the last two, like the last two nights I tried to brain dump right before bed, which I don't think is a good idea. That's what I was going to say. It's, <laughs> it was an absolutely horrible idea. I started yeah. doing that after nine o'clock. I'm like, yeah. if, if I did that, I, I, it's not like I can just write things down. And then go to sleep. And go to sleep. <laughs> no, because you start, then you remember things that you're like, oh shit. If I don't do that right now, then this thing's going to be fucked tomorrow. Yeah. So yeah, because all I did was just kept things on my mind because it was right before bed. It was actually almost 10 o'clock when I was doing that. I was putting stuff into the calendar that I didn't want to forget. Um, so I would say it would be much earlier. It's, I mean, in my case, I literally worked until nine. I worked from 5.30 a.m. until 9.30 p.m. So I don't know when an appropriate time to brain dump would have been for me. Mm-hmm. But um one, I like it, this isn't this isn't answering your question, but it just you reminded me of something. Uh, Are you something, brain dumping right now? Yeah, <laughs> something that I heard somebody say um, before is that um, when they were having trouble sleeping because they'd wake up and think about all the things that they were forgetting to do and that sort of thing is that what helped them is they put a little notepad beside their bed. And if they woke up in the middle of the night and are like, oh my God, I forgot about this. And then all of a sudden they're obsessing over it and I can't forget to do this in the morning. What they ended up doing is putting the notepad there so that they could they could just turn over, jot it down and just know that they're not going to forget because it's there. They wrote mm-hmm. it down, right? So now they can, so I mean, like in that case, it's probably more like just task stuff. Like, don't forget to send this email. Right. Whereas like for me, my problem is that like, it wasn't just something like, oh, don't forget to send that email. It was more of like a thinking about all the things that it entails and all all encompassing, like just yeah. going through the entire, yeah, process. So it's kind of different in that sense. But I don't know. I don't know when the appropriate time to brain dump is. I'd, I'd, <laughs> I'd say not at nine o'clock before you yeah, go to bed. Not before bed. Um, not helpful. I, everyone's situation is going to be a little bit different, and you know, most people don't have time to do it at work. So I would recommend you know fifteen minutes before. You know, you come into the house, yeah. Go park, park around, the, around corner the corner, yeah, and and have a little notebook and start, you know, quickly just jotting things down into a notebook, and then just you know trying to figure out what things you're gonna trying to accomplish that night, and then what things you can do tomorrow. And I think that'll help organize. And then turn off all your other notifications so nothing else reminds you. Yeah. So that way you've got a plan and you can now you, that's it. Um, me personally, back when I had coveralls on, I always had a notebook in my back pocket yeah. and I, you know, I'd be doing something and then I'd think about something and I just pull up my notebook and I just write a little note, Yeah. um, call this person or, um, ask Gabby about this or call this person about that. Um, send an email to this person mm-hmm. and then I just jot it down. And then when I have time on a lunch break or, you know, the 15 minutes before I come into the house, I would just go and look at that notepad real fast and just start checking some things off. Yeah. Or, you know, on my drive home, I would dedicate that particular half an hour to an hour on calling this person. And that's another great thing as well for for the employees out there. I don't know how long your commute is, but I never, ever, I, I actually, I would do my creative side in the mornings on my drive in. Mm-hmm. And then on my drive home, I would always be on the phone with someone. Always. Because there's a lot, I mean, that's, that's a half an hour right there. And yeah, 
So I'd highly recommend, you know, some of your calls that you need to make. And absolutely. Even if it's like, oh, I need to call the bank and figure out why my pin isn't working, but it's something that you keep putting off and putting off because it's just like such a stupid thing that you need to do. Oh God. Yeah. (laughs) Stuff like that is, it's, it's, we laugh on that. Like I've got a, I got a bank account at, at Bank of Montreal that I'm being charged $4 a month for. And I, I think it's been there for like two years now, but it's just because I have to go drive to this uh, the south side, southeast side of Edmonton to actually to the actual branch yeah, to they close won't it. Close it over the phone, <laughs> and they won't close it over the phone. And it's just like every now and then, like we we think about like Gabby will say something about BMO or whatever else, and she's like, "Have you done that yet?" I'm like, "No, I'm not spending four hours to go drive down there to go do something like that." It, like it's it's funny that like the little things that you're just like, no, yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> that's that's not happening. I have way more important things to do. Yeah. Um, can you hire someone to go down there? Like, can I give them a power of attorney to go <laughs> close out that account? Um, to- yeah. Tony and Robbie both had some uh, good suggestions. So Tony uh, says- For how to close out a Bank of Montreal yeah. account? <laughs> for how to yeah, give somebody POA oh. to close your bank account. No. Um, Tony says voice, reco- voice recorder also works well. Yeah. And that's- A dictaphone. Um, well, when I set the boundary that Wayne wasn't able to call me in the mornings on his drive, um, that was one of the things that he did start um, kind of utilizing is if he was driving and had an idea that he didn't want to forget, normally he'd call me, pick up your voice recorder and just record it. So he did start doing a little bit of that as well. Um, and then Robbie says, I use Siri to set reminders, works on the fly and you can set a date time, works well for him. That's not bad. I like that. Yeah. I made notes as well. Um, yeah, all of this evolved over time. This has all evolved yeah. over a 10 year, you know, yeah. period. And as, as, as things changed, um, as you became a full-time investor, as, as, um, we try things out, come up with cool ideas. Most of those cool ideas were on my 6am drive. Mm-hmm. Um, and we implement new things and we try it and some of it worked, some of it didn't work. And, um, and it, it, yeah, it's oh, there's, there's, that's the thing about this. That, like, there's no, there is no real answer. We're just we're just spitting out different ideas that we had over time, and hopefully something sticks with you guys. Yeah, it's it's so dependent on you and who you are and how you operate, and um, yeah, it's all individual. I thought of something cool today because. Because a lot of this we talk about is just the day-to-day of the real estate investor. Um, I still do get people that book coaching calls and say, where should I invest in Canada? Which, if you're listening, is not one of my favorite questions. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's kind of like, how do I work with my spouse and grow a real estate business? (laughs) Well, so you know what I did? I pulled up, um, I Googled, what are the best places to invest in real estate <laughs> in Canada? Because a lot of people like these lists. Um, and, and it's something I haven't checked in on in a long time. You know, I did a lot of this research early on. Here's a great example of like how people just kind of get um, caught up in like reading articles and doing analysis on markets and stuff like that, which I kind of laugh at now because I look back, I'm like, no, I already did that. I made, I made that decision a long time ago. Um, but I, I was, I was curious to see what were the best places to invest in real estate in Canada were. So I Googled it and I found a list. So 
First city, Windsor, Ontario. Do you know much about Windsor, Ontario, Gab? I don't. Well, Windsor is located uh, on the Detroit River, just uh, just uh, right across from Detroit. Um, and uh, many Canadians and Americans live in one city and work in the other. So it's it's very common for someone to live, you know, in in Detroit and they work in Windsor or Windsor and they work in Detroit. There's a nice there's a border crossing right there. Um, it's a mid sized city, uh, just under two hundred and fifty thousand people, but it is the third fastest growing city in Canada. So when's this uh, when's this list made? I don't know, two thousand twenty one, I think. Not only is Windsor one of the most affordable cities in Canada, but its proximity to a major U.S. city also makes it great for travelers or those who work in any of the states. The job market in Windsor has been one of the highest in the country for a long time. But now that so many jobs have moved remote, Windsor is a better option to call home. Uh, Second on the list, Hamilton, Ontario. Okay. That's where Jay's from. Yeah. It's right down the road from where I was born. I've flown in there. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, Silly little airport. Silly little airport. Uh, Population of just over 500,000. Solid job market and a thriving restaurant and retail scene. Um, Personal note, uh, I find it to be the absolute worst city to drive in downtown. Nothing but (laughs) one ways. Um, I've had... (laughs) I've had a few scary, scary drives in that town. I'm pretty sure that you've told me that Hamilton is like a butthole town. I never said Hamilton is a butthole town. <laughs> pretty sure. How? No, I. there's plenty of butthole towns. <laughs> I wouldn't have said. Oh, That's Hamilton. Um, is it very industrial? That's all uh, I've ever seen of it. Yeah. Yeah, you drive through sections of Hamilton and it feels like you're in a terminal. That's why. Yeah. That's why cuz we've flown in so many times and when you're when you're when you're driving trying to get back on the, the 401 um you it's there's it's it looks like a scene out of the Terminator at night. Um it's just so post apocalyptic. Um I wouldn't call it a butthole though. Okay. Uh, here's Sorry, why it's on the Hamilton. list. With home prices still more than one third cheaper than Toronto, many people choose Hamilton to stay close to the big city life on a budget. But uh, that budget is is quickly increasing. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> That's why I asked when this is written because uh, isn't anywhere in Ontario expensive now? Mm, yes, but a lot of these lists um, are also based off appreciation as well. They don't. Uh-huh. Yeah. What's important to you? Uh, this is this is based off of greedyrates.ca. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the city's growth shows no sign of stopping, making it a great place to put down roots and start a family or a business. If you do find yourself longing for the Toronto skyline, the city is just over an hour's drive away. Next on the list, Montreal, Quebec. Any Montreal uh, lovers here? Nope. No? Poutine? <laughs> no? Okay. Montreal is a world-class city known for its culture and nightlife. The city has a population of nearly 2 million, making it a thriving metropolis in French Canada. Montreal is the second largest primary French-speaking city in the world, second only to Paris, France. Bet you didn't know that. Montreal is hands down Canada's most affordable glamour city. If you want a European feel um, to ordinary Canadian life, the best of French food and French culture can be found here. In addition to house prices well below the Canadian average, Quebec also offers other money-saving perks like affordable universal childcare. Right. This was was this written by Oh, universal childcare. How does that? So they pay for childcare in Montreal? I don't know. 
<laughs> Montreal families keep housing and childcare costs low, freeing up money for travel and fun. Such a Montreal thing. Uh, <laughs> legit. So um, affordable, universal childcare. I did not know that. I mean. Doesn't Quebec have really, sorry, this isn't family related, but doesn't Quebec have really um, interesting landlord tenant laws? I have and no idea. doesn't I- everybody move on like July 1st? Like that's when all leases end I've and begin. never heard that. Something crazy like that. You should really check your facts before you. <laughs> I will fact check if you want to. Just keep on rolling there. I'm uh, I'm questioning the, the validity of. Uh, you think I'm just spitting out? Not you. I meant. And that says yes. That is true. Which part? Boom. Universal child care. No, she's saying I'm right. <laughs> mm. I'm questioning the, the validity of this list because next on the list is Kelowna, BC. Oh, yeah. I think this is appreciation based. I think that someone's looking at this. Sounds like it, yeah. July 1st is the date most movers rent. Renters move. (laughs) Is that your next line? (laughs) What? The next line? Oh, you're reading somebody's comment. No, Annette. Okay. You are correct. Kelowna is one of the most beautiful cities in Canada and a popular tourist destination. A lot of people, a lot of people have been saying, Hey, Wayne, what do you think about? I've been thinking about moving to Kelowna and getting into the real estate market there for flipping. Flipping in Kelowna. Hmm. Um, the warm weather and palm trees make it feel like a tiny piece of California in the Great White North. That is not accurate. Palm trees? <laughs> the city has a population of just over 100,000, but attracts nearly 2 million visitors each year. Yeah. Who wrote this? Um, lots of vineyards. In Kelowna, lots of lakes, mountains. Yeah. Um, Here's why it's on the list. Kelowna is the perfect vacation spot, retirement destination, or place to raise a family. Whether you're looking for a property for yourself or an investment to list on Airbnb, this might be your best choice in all of Canada. Yeah, it is a good Airbnb space for sure. I wonder um, what kind of restrictions they have. Um, No clue. I haven't met anyone who's doing Airbnb in in uh, Kelowna. Next on the list, here's where 40% of your real estate investors online are Ottawa, Ontario. Mm -hmm. Um, There's lots of big real estate investors in Ottawa, Mm -hmm. probably because they made so much money on their appreciation that they have all this money to reinvest into real estate. They're all geniuses. (laughs) Hey, hey, Manzur's in Ottawa. (laughs) That's great. Ottawa is, is uh, in case you didn't know, the nation's capital uh, and home to nearly one million people. <laughs> Not only is the city beautiful with a rich history, but it's also walkable, affordable, and family-friendly. Uh, strong economy with high incomes and is a city of outdoor markets, museums, and plenty of parks. If you're a history buff or simply want a picturesque place to raise a family, Ottawa cannot be beaten. Here's why it's on the list. Despite its size, location, and importance, Ottawa remains one of the most affordable cities in Canada. Oh. I'm really questioning your little uh, list that you have here. You know, people read these bullshit lists on a regular basis, and this is how they... I think, if anything, this is shining a light on not reading bullshit on the internet. (laughs) People read these lists, and then legit, they're like, 
I need to invest in Kelowna. Yeah. Or I Bancroft, Ontario. <laughs> I'm not joking. I was going through a list before I found this list and someone said this little town is the number one town to be investing in Ontario. Bancroft, Ontario. Anyone ever been to Bancroft? Never heard of it. I've been. Have you? Yep. I've been to Bancroft. Now that's a butthole. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> it's 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 an <laughs> sorry. Uh it's 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 a nice little treed town. In northern-ish Ontario, not okay, northern. Okay, so speaking of butthole Nor towns. Northern to Niagara. <laughs> speaking of butthole towns, um, something re really funny happened last night at the Mastermind. So one of the girls... Um, Did you say just speaking of buttholes? Yeah. <laughs> no, butthole towns. Oh, sorry. I had my, my headset on. I couldn't hear. And I'm curious if um, this like expands far beyond just the two little towns that we were talking about last night. But one of the women was like, um, yeah, it's funny. Where I'm from, we call... Um, like plaid jackets we call them surrey dinner jackets and i was oh. like oh my god because where i'm from a plaid jacket is called a salmo dinner jacket because like i guess surrey's the butthole of you know like vancouver area and salmo's the butthole of the west kootenays okay interesting <laughs> so i wonder if anybody else has um little butthole towns where they're from that uh they call their dinner jackets their plaid jackets by yeah <laughs> Call in now. Tell us what you call your flannel. <laughs> you should have qualified the question with for cash flow. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Next on the list, our neighbors, Calgary, Alberta. Oh, finally. Calgary is the fourth largest city in Canada. What? Calgary what? is the fourth largest city in Canada. Is that true? I, I have no idea. Greedyrates.ca says it, so it must be true. Are you actually on greedyrates.ca? I am on greedyrates.ca. Oh, I thought that was a joke earlier. <laughs> no, that's where I am. Okay, also make sure when looking up articles that you're on, like, reputable sites. Um, I, let me, let, let's go to the bottom here. Who wrote this article? Um, uh, she's an award-winning entrepreneur behind Money After Graduation, a Canadian financial literacy website aimed at 20 and 30-somethings. She holds a Bachelor of Science from the University of Alberta and an MBA in finance from the University of Calgary. So She's, she's from here, and she's telling people to... <sighs> she's shame. been featured as a millennial financial expert on Yahoo Finance. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, guys, that means nothing. You pay to be featured on Yahoo Finance. Oh, Time FYI. Magazine, Business Insider, CBC, and VNN. Bridget, uh, oh, I shouldn't say her name. Yeah. Um, recognized yeah, as one of Alberta's top young innovators in 2016. That's cool. But yeah, you guys, if you see people featured on Yahoo Finance, they have paid to be there. Okay? Like, those lists mean nothing. <sighs> Calgary offering all the perks of urban Canadian living at Okay, but she wouldn't say fourth largest city in Canada if it wasn't accurate. Uh, Tony says Calgary and Edmonton are number four and number five, respectively. I did not know that. Me either. I'll add that into my joint venture presentation. <laughs> he doesn't have one. He's got all the charm. He doesn't need a presentation. <laughs> Located in the middle of the prairies, Calgary provides all the amenities of a city with the Rocky Mountains in its backyard, a ski trip. Oh, <clears throat> there's a period there. 
a ski trip Pause. or scenic hike in Banff is less than 90 minutes away. Um, yeah, you can see the mountains from uh, sections of uh, Calgary. Yeah. Um, it's definitely like if you, uh, I, I'm jealous sometimes of people in Calgary because if you want like that um, lifestyle, but still investing in a really great city with that's, you know, relatively cheap, still great cash flow, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Calgary is the place to be. I wish that I could just drive to the mountains in an hour. That Cal- would be amazing. Calgary is very similar to the Edmonton market. Um, uh, most people argue that Edmonton's better. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Calgary is one of the few big cities in Canada where your dollar can still buy lots of square footage. With a population of over 1 million and an average home price below 500000 mm-hmm. Calgary is one of the most affordable urban centers in the country. Gabby, you mentioned cash flow. I haven't seen any cities here so far on this list. Yeah, but- that would have been based on cash flow. Um, you know, maybe I, what I'll do is I'll, I'll pull up, um, another reputable, um, um, institution or uh, that, yeah. that's, well, that's Rain come up with a list. puts out, um, good list based gonna, on actual research. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, furthermore, Alberta offers some of the highest average incomes and lowest income, income taxes in Canada, making it a great place to build financial security. That is very true. Uh, let's get through this list. We got about uh, eight minutes left here, and, and feel free to call in with your favorite city. Call in now. Where's Leduc, Alberta? Come on, is it on the list? A lot of people look at Leduc like a butthole. <laughs> totally. <laughs> it is south of Edmonton. It is literally positioned like perfectly to be a butthole. <laughs> but it's our butthole. Yeah. We'll enjoy our amazing tenants here. You guys can consider it a butthole. Kingston, Ontario. Kingston is a small city with a population of 136,000, located in eastern Ontario, about two hours from the nearest U.S. border. Uh, It's home to Queen's University, big university in Canada, for all our U.S. listeners. Um, What are you laughing at? Uh, I was laughing at you. I see you, but, data. But Tony says Nisku is the butthole. Leduc is the dingleberry. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, like what we started. <laughs> that's, oh, good. that's funny. That's good. Um, Queen's University. Uh, what was I saying? Oh, uh, uh yeah. Big university. <laughs> Queen's University. Big, big, big university. And a few other post-secondary institu- <clears throat> institutions. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, giving it a very college town vibe. Uh, students and academic staff can account for nearly half of the city's entire population during the academic near academic year. I did not know that. So good for student rentals? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Could you, is that fair to say? I don't claim to be an expert. Uh, here's why it's on the list. Uh, Kingston is one of the most affordable cities in Ontario, but its location is what makes it stand out. It's two hours from Toronto, as well as the same distance from the, from the U.S. border, making it easy to travel from. If you want to call Kingston home yourself, it's a great place to invest in one or more rental properties from for university students. We're getting towards the end here. we got a few left. Man, this is a huge time killer. I love it. <laughs> Great for days where nobody's calling in. We had somebody call in and that took up the majority of our... Can we give her something? Yeah. Can Coffee I... on us, Annette. Can we put it in a mug? 
coffee on us in a mug, Annette. <laughs> okay, you're getting a mug, a vintage real estate investor dad mug, um, in which you can pour your uh, your sweet, sweet uh, Starbucks or Tim Hortons into. Yeah, let us know what you want. Yeah. Timmy's or the Bucks. What? Timmy's or the Bucks. Oh, I thought you said Timmy's or the Butts. <laughs> Might be my new phrase. That place is the butts. Uh, Nanaimo, BC. You ever heard of that? Yeah. Uh, Nanaimo is a small city located on the eastern coast of Vancouver Island. I had, I honestly had no idea where Nanaimo was. Yeah. It is a population of just over, just under 100,000, but is a popular tourist, tourist destination as its main. Beautiful. It's a main ferry port. Yeah. Yeah, so to go to, I'm pretty sure, like, correct me if I'm wrong, I haven't been in a long time, but to go to, like, Victoria, you take the ferry to Nanaimo and then drive. Did we take a ferry from yeah. Nanaimo? Yeah. Oh. To Nanaimo, and then, yeah, we drove the Sunshine Coast. We did that? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Um, if you're looking for affordable, quiet island life, but with the option to visit one of Canada's most largest metropoli metropolitans, Vancouver on a whim, Nanaimo is ideal. And here's why it's on the list. Um, Zakaya's gonna be calling in here. Just uh, I'm just gonna finish up on Nanaimo. Vancouver Island is one of the most beautiful places to, in Canada to live, and Nanaimo is one of the most affordable places to live along the Pacific Coast. With average home, house prices significantly lower than elsewhere in the province, Nanaimo offers all the perks of BC, living at a fraction of the cost. Robbie says that the prices just skyrocketed there. He grew up just north of Nanaimo. I think that's the case with a lot of um, little <clears throat> small cities in BC is that like, in, like specifically this past year, prices have skyrocketed. Mm. Like Nelson, um, you know, like all over BC. I think a lot of those little towns were just like, boom. Yeah. Wild. I've heard a lot of people talking about the island and how they're buying up properties like crazy there. Yeah. Um, one of the big issues is they they have a trouble with trades. Mm. Um, they're trying to renovate properties and they have, yeah. you got to basically have a place for your trades to live. Uh, we got Zakaya calling in here. Zakaya, quick question for you. What is the butthole of Calgary? <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, hmm, that's a great Ask question. Don't, don't say Airdrie because I love Airdrie. No, no, that's North. Um, mm. Those are the, uh, those are the cones of Calgary. Um, Okotoks. You know what? Yeah, actually, yeah. Okotoks oh, sorry. No, that's what I meant to say. Not Airdrie. I meant to say Okotoks. I was like, it's not north. I love Okotoks. Yeah, that, that sounds pretty accurate, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What can we do for you, sir? Um, well, I was just calling to see uh, what your guys' opinion is on uh, international rentals. Uh, for instance, like if you were to start to invest in the States, um, I've heard of a couple people that are getting into projects in uh, places like Florida and Texas and stuff like that. Um, and I was just curious if you guys know anything or know anybody that uh, dabble in those areas. Um, Zeb Zakita uh, does. Um, it's funny. I, when I was out in, I was in Dallas there uh, earlier this year, I think it was around May. And um, Zeb and his and his wife um, Colleen were actually in Dallas. They were, or in Texas, they were looking at properties there. They do a lot of investing in the U.S. Um, uh, Mel and Dave Dupuy apparently are getting into uh, 
the the U.S. market as well. I, I've seen I've seen some people as well hopping into the U.S. market because um, it's a lot easier to get deals there um, from from what from what everyone's saying. The social media people are saying. <laughs> um, I don't know enough about it though, and yeah. and and you know me if if you've listened long enough. I um, I like simple. Um, yeah, we don't veer off of what our goals are. <laughs> I, I I do not take risks much. And when I do, they're extremely calculated. So um, personally, I, 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 do, I don't have much information on that, but um, I'm kind of interested now. I'm, I'm going to, I know a few people that are. Um, another, and Zeb and Colleen also do like um, international, like overseas destination kind of stuff, don't they? Mm, I think they, they got some investments in Zimbabwe as well. Okay. Um, they were they were on our podcast here uh, about two years ago. If you look up Zeb Sakira and and Colleen Sakira, um, they were on the podcast. Mm, yeah, just about two years ago. So um, they talked a little bit about it. They were investing in Ohio at that time, and they were also investing in Yellowknife. Um, yeah, place. I, w- I wish I had a better answer for you, buddy. There's nothing. Well, to, to, stick to Calgary. There's nothing wrong with Calgary. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's so much. Yeah, no worries, buddy. Have a good one. Uh, You want to go through? Let's just scroll through the rest of these. Wrap it up, Wayne. All right. Well, we got Nova Scotia (laughs) and Brunswick. Those are the last two. Um, These are actually legit uh, because I I know a lot of people in Canada have had a lot of luck with um, Halifax. Um, Halifax is a mid-sized Canadian city with a population of nearly 500,000. It is the capital of Nova Scotia. Did you know that, Gab? Yes. Okay. And it is at Atlantic Ocean Port, Atlantic Ocean Port, making it a fishing and travel hub. Nova Scotia is one of the most beautiful places in Canada and an ideal place if you like to enjoy sailing, windsurfing, paddleboarding, or fishing. And here's why it's on the list. Halifax offers small town seaside life with all the amenities of a large Canadian city. It's one of the most affordable places to buy a home in the entire country while still offering huge potential for price growth that is dated. <laughs> um, last on the list is Moncton, New Brunswick. A lot of people buying up triplexes, fourplexes, duplexes in Moncton these days. Um, uh, Moncton yeah. is a small city of just under 100,000 people located in southeastern New Brunswick. What it lacks in size, it makes up for in character and culture. <laughs> Cute. Oh, Moncton is Lots of people compensating. In <laughs> um, boasting an impressive restaurant scene, plenty of festivals, and has consistently ranked as one of the best cities in Canada to do business. Interesting. I wonder why. I'm sure someone can tell us. There's lots of people investing. Why is it right ranked now? as one of the best cities in Canada to do business? Taxes? Hmm. Uh, why it's on the list. If you want to, if you want the ease of oceanside small town life, but found the Pacific coast a little too pricey, Moncton may be exactly what you're looking for with the average house cost still well below 300,000. You can get the home of your dreams and still have money to enjoy everything else. You know, I'm going to do one last thing here before we wrap it up. It says how we chose the cities on the list. It's a very large, large paragraph. Uh, so I'm just going to rip through it without reading uh, ahead of time. When it came to choosing the best cities to invest in real estate in Canada, we primarily considered affordability, value, and growth. Oh, there you go. 
Uh, many Canadians feel priced out of the hot real estate markets across the country, but there remain quite a few opportunities in small and mid-sized cities to get a foothold in the real estate market. With the exception of only two cities, Hamilton and Kelowna, all of the cities on our list have an average house price below the national average and usually by a fair margin. Okay. Uh, skip through. Finally, we consider growth. All the cities on the list except for Calgary boast one-year average price gains of over 20%. The markets listed are, are both accessible and thriving, so you can enjoy a financial return on your investment over the long term. Yeah, so it's um, appreciation. 100%. Uh, Jared, to answer your question, how the F is Cologne on that list, it's it's based off of appreciation yeah. and proximity. Um, which And it seems like a lot of them are also like lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, where could you, where could the values increase by 20% in a year and also have walkability and festivals <laughs> and a lovely life? Tony says Moncton isn't on the coast. So I, yeah, that's, <laughs> I didn't write this, nor did I know, to be honest, I've never been to Moncton. Uh, sounds like a list for non-Canadians. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> this, this woman's from Calgary though. Um, yeah, I think, uh, and, and here it is, uh, all the cities in this list except for Calgary. So she put Calgary on the list just because she lives there. Um, <laughs> but her list is is baloney. Um, yeah, these lists, they're not very valuable. And I, I see a lot of people sharing these types of lists. But they also, I said it before and I'll say it again, the most important thing is like, know what you, what's important to you, what you're after in real estate investing. Are you after chasing appreciation? Then go follow this list. All of them except Calgary appreciated by at least 20% in a year. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like if that's what you're going for, follow this kind of list. If you're looking for, you know, steady, steady um, economy cash flow, maybe not economy, but you know, like then it's a totally different, you're looking at totally different cities. Mm -hmm. So know what you're after and do your research based on that. A lot of people look at these things. They're like, oh, I'm going to invest in. Nanaimo because it's a great city for Airbnbs. I mean, if, if Airbnb is your strategy and you're looking for a touristy or, or Kelowna, you know, if you're looking for tourists coming in and, and renting your Airbnbs at a high, you know, nightly rates, then yeah, for sure. Um, I, I, I find it really funny when people say, you know, I invest in this town because it's a big university town. Like what was the Queens university town? Was it Kingston? No, shit. No, I can't remember. Uh, university town. Yeah, it was Kingston. Was it Kingston? Yeah. Okay, whatever it is. Um, so, so they invest there because there's lots of people, you know, students. But like their property isn't ideal for students. Mm -hmm. or another good example is like, um, you know, people, I want to buy close to the University uh, of Alberta because there's lots of students there. Lots, It's good for rentals. It's high rents. Have you ever rented to students? It's awful. It's fucking <laughs> terrible. And they move like every eight months. Yeah, you can get their parents to co-sign it on it. But like, talk to anyone who's been in real estate long enough. They love the tenants that that smoke outside and that live there for 10 to 12 years and they're never going to buy a place. I know it doesn't sound very nice, but like long-term tenants are much better because the wear and tear of moving couches and beds and shit out and it's... And the vacancies, like if everyone moves every year, 
you've got a month of vacancy. You got to cover that cost every year. Mm -hmm. And then you got to go in and do touch up paints and all those other things, little things. So you got a couple hundred dollars of little repairs of touch up paints that are normal wear and tear. You got a month of vacancy that chews into your cash flow significantly. So I would much rather have one tenant stay for 10 years and then repaint the whole thing than have a tenant moving every year and having to touch up the walls and having little paint, you know, dime sized paint marks everywhere. Yeah. Have I gone over time, Gabby? You have. But just one last thing. Um, Jared said that he's hating on Kelowna and says that it's a city for rich people. But that's, um, yes, accurate. And But also the list was referring to that it's like a great space for like Airbnb because of the tourism in and out of Kelowna and stuff. So it wasn't specifically about like buying a long-term rental. It was about, yeah. I feel like Jared has more to say about Kelowna. He's from Kelowna. Yeah. I've spent a lot of uh, summers in Kelowna and Penticton and stuff and yeah, grew up in BC. So I can agree with that. And it's also like very hoity-toity and snitty and like very fake. Lots of like, <laughs> sorry. Um, yeah. Procedures. And That's stuff. our show. <laughs> See you guys in the morning. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com.